Welcome to the Chicago Parks Project. I'm your fellow audio explorer and host, David McKay. It is week number two of this little endeavor I have taken on, and so far, it has been a real treat. As I've been working my way through the community area of Rogers Park, I've been exposed to beautiful beaches, quiet corners of green, football fields, and playgrounds. If you're listening to the podcast for the first time, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here to join me on this endeavor to get to know the city I call home better. The purpose of the Chicago Parks Project is to explore these little green spaces across the entire 234 square miles of Chicago to better understand the big city that I call home. Each week together we travel to seven new parks, one community area at a time, to visit every single one of Chicago's 612 public parks and appreciate the little green pockets in the middle of the urban landscape. Episode 2, Central Rogers Park. I made my return trip back up to Rogers Park on a much less cold, but also a much less visible afternoon. A heavy fog had fallen onto the whole of Chicago, and I was setting out to see what was hidden behind this thick curtain of moisture. The first stop on my trip was Potawatomi Park, a beautiful expanse of green on this overwhelmingly washed out day. As I pulled my van into the parking lot, I faced a trail that had been carved by countless people, taking the path of least resistance. These trails are often called desire paths since they are the physical manifestation of the desire of how people want to get from point A to point B. These simultaneously rogue and democratic pathways were bouncing around my mind as I thought about the name of this park and the history this area had with the first tribes that inhabited the Chicago area before the non-American settlers came here. Potawatomi Park is named after one of the nine tribal groups who lived in the Chicago area. The Potawatomi lived on the eastern edge of Lake Michigan until about 1760 and were completely forced out of the Chicago area in 1832 after the Black Hawk War. The streets of Chicago are largely confined to a grid system that strictly run north to south and east to west. Yet, when you look at the map of the city, you will notice that there are diagonal lines cutting through this gridded system. These streets, such as Clark, Ogden, and Archer, were the result of the desire paths carved by the tribes that lived in this area before the city of Chicago even existed. Homes, businesses, and other structures were built up along these paths that probably started off very much like this trail cutting through Potawatomi Park. These trails, now roads, continue to this day. They help remind us that Chicago wasn't always what it was and we can honor and remember those who came before us. Next, I headed over to Tui Park. With thoughts of the people who predated us in my head, I was shaken from my thoughts by a cacophony of chirping coming from the distance. I followed my ears to a shrub across the alley that was full of dozens of sparrows. I tried to be as quiet and slow as I could possibly be to record and photograph these feathered little fluffballs and smiled to myself as I thought about what their bird society must have consisted of. It wasn't until I turned around and headed back to the park that I found a sculpture of a bird sitting in a planter box outside of the field house. Had this neighborhood society used their little chirps to lobby for this monolith? We may never know. Rather than further disturbing these little fluff balls any longer, I headed back to the coast of Lake Michigan to explore the next collection of Rogers Park's fine beaches at Mahoney Griffin Beach Park. Fargo Beach Park, and Lyon Beach Park. At Mahoney Griffin Beach Park, I was first greeted by a kind dog owner who, seeing my camera, directed me over to a grisly sight of a washed-up animal buried in the sand. 
After making some small talk about calling park services or 311, she went off on her way, and I lingered a little longer as I looked out across the expanse of the lake. Well, at least I would have, but the fog was even thicker than it had been a few blocks inland. I thought about the fact that fog is often used as shorthand for things that are scary or sinister, and often the unknown can be frightening. Yet, the imagery was not lost on me as I explored corners of the city that had been largely unknown to me aside from my driving up Sheridan Road every once in a while to visit the northern suburbs. I hoped that this fog would not lead me to anything more grisly than the dead rabbit on the beach, but would in fact show me the beauty of this wonderful city. I always seem to find myself lingering at parks longer than I really should. With seven to visit before the light goes away, I have to be diligent to take it all in, and yet keep moving. So on I went. Directly next to Leon Beach Park is Loyola Park, and on the day that I visited them, there was a small stone structure of rocks balanced on top of one another, creating a small wall of sorts. I appreciated that either someone had taken the time in the middle of winter to stack up all these cold stones, or that people had continued to appreciate them and leave them undisturbed since the warmer months. I was reminded of the fact that Chicago is a coastal city, but we are more tied to our railroad routes than our shipping routes. There isn't a Cape Cod feeling to Chicago, rather there's an industrial feeling. In Chicago we aren't built out of driftwood, we're built out of stone. Before pondering any longer I headed into Loyola Park and quickly realized that I was only going to be able to see a tiny amount of this sprawling park. Although not as expansive as parks like Lincoln Park to the south, there was a great deal of beachfront with several joggers, dog walkers, and bikers braving the chilly fog to appreciate the lake. With precious little light remaining, I walked to the final park of the week, Goldberg Park. Once again, I found myself at a small neighborhood park pressed up against the Els Viaduct. I snapped a few pictures of the red line going by and smiled thinking back on all the parks that I had explored that day. Rogers Park is a neighborhood, steeped in history and to this day has the marks of the people, animals, and geography that have shaped it into the place it is today. This northernmost neighborhood has much of what Chicago has to offer and yet, I still feel like I'm just scratching the surface of the nature of this wonderful city. So next week, my exploration of Rogers Park continues. I look forward to having you join me next time. The Chicago Parks Project is a personal project of mine, but it is also about interacting with my neighbors, both near and far. I would love to hear your thoughts about the project and talk more about history, cartography, city planning, and more. To continue the conversation, just head over onto Facebook. Just search for Chicago Parks Project in the search bar. To see pictures of the park and stay up to date on my progress on the Chicago Parks Project, head over to Instagram and follow me at Chai Parks Project. You can also find me on Twitter at CHI Parks Project. I'm so excited to share my little journeys with you and really appreciate your support. It would really help me a lot for you to head over to iTunes and leave a rating for the show. These ratings help other people discover the Chicago Parks Project and lets me know what you're liking and what you think could use some work. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring.